Hello, I'm Gavin Giovanoni. I'm doing this MSLV podcast to um, illustrate how often MS involves the facial muscles and also to warn you that you shouldn't ignore facial muscle or muscle twitching in general. You should probably get an accurate diagnosis uh, um, as it could mean a more sinister disease, uh, although the most common cause is a condition called myocamia which is a fast twitching of a small group of muscles, which you can usually feel as a twitch. Anyway, the reason why I'm doing this is I saw a patient a few months ago, and she was in her mid-40s and had been referred to me for a second opinion. She had been diagnosed with primary progressive MS and was coming to see me about treatment. She presented with a progressive right foot drop that had gotten worse over the last four years. She had first noticed it after walking about five kilometers and it's now permanent, and she'd also notice weakness in her left leg and also in her right hand. This is what happens. It tends to um, evolve the spinal cord in this way. Um, and in addition to that, she had quite significant bladder and bowel problems and also sexual dysfunction. Anyway, what she did tell me on history was about 18-plus years ago, she'd had an episode where she had facial muscle twitching, that involved her eyelid and cheek. And she described the twitching as a rippling feeling that came, you know, it was intermittent um, and it lasted about a week and then it cleared spontaneously. She did see a GP about it, but by the time she got to see a GP, it had cleared and a GP didn't do any investigation. So she wasn't sent to a neurologist for an opinion. And, uh, you know, this would be quite typical of facial myocamia. It didn't involve the whole face because there is a condition called hemifacial spasm. And it wasn't para- paralyzed, uh, which, you, which we would call facial, facial palsy or Bell's palsy. This was just a, um, a focal twitching of the muscles uh, around the eye and her cheek. Um, anyway, I'm almost certain this would have been her first manifestation of multiple sclerosis. And it typically is due to a lesion in the brainstem uh, where the, the, the nerve fibers supplying the facial muscles leave the brainstem. And facial myocamia is actually not an uncommon presentation of MS, but can also occur during the disease as a relapse. Um, now, you know, if I did label her as having facial myocamia due to MS, then I could change her diagnosis from being primary progressive to uh, secondary progressive because she had a, a, an attack uh, as a first manifestation. Uh, followed later on by the development of progressive MS. Now, in the past, George Ebers used to call the single attack progressive MS, and he made the point that uh, single attack progressive MS was kind of a phenotype, clinical type, between relapse onset disease and primary progressive disease. Uh, saying that, though, they behaved exactly the same way when they were in the progressive phase, so that's important uh, to know that. Even if you have relapse onset disease, single attack progressive disease, or primary progressive disease, by the when the diagnosis of primary or the progressive phase is made, the people progress at exactly the same rate on average. Now, um, this particular individual, we are arranging her to have an MRI scan of the brain and spinal cord to compare with the previous scans and a lumbar puncture to measure her spinal fluid neurofilament levels. And the reason why I'm doing this, if she's got new lesions on her scan or her, her neurofilament levels are raised, we would label her as having active multiple sclerosis, which would make her eligible for treatment. And if I left the label as PPMS, then she'd be eligible for ocrelizumab because that's licensed in the NHS for active PPMS. 
And if I labeled her as secondary progressive disease, she wouldn't be eligible for oculizumab. We would only be able to offer her saponamid. And so I gave her the option of staying PPMS or, you know, do, does she want to be labeled secondary progressive MS? And she um, said to me she'd prefer to have oculizumab, the six-monthly infusion and the daily tablet. And so this is an example of how uh, foolish we are is in the MS community to have MS divided up onto all these you know, different types, you know, when it's actually one disease. <clears throat> so uh, labels do matter. Uh, and this is an example of a, a, um, a patient where the label of her disease makes a difference in terms of potential therapeutic options. Now, the real sad thing about this lady is that she should have uh, been sent to a neurologist way back then in uh, 18 years ago had an MRI scan investigations because if she was diagnosed with MS and was eligible for treatment back then, then being on disease-modifying therapies for the last 18 years, you know, may, ha may have uh, delayed or even prevented the progressive phase of the disease. So this poor lady has uh, missed out. And I looked at her scans. She's got a very high lesion load, quite a lot of posterior fossa, you know, brain stem and cerebellum involvement. And she's got quite a lot of, you know, brain volume loss. And so the tragedy, yeah, is that she's lost end organ. She's lost brain and spinal cord. So when I say time really is brain and spinal cord, I do mean it. And, you know, this is an, a, another example of a, an individual missing out on being diagnosed uh, for whatever reason, you know. Anyway, myokymia is quite a common condition. And I've, uh, you know, just done a short summary so you can read about it. Um, actually, most people will have suffered from myokymia in their lives. It's very, very common in the general population. And it's characterized by you know, the involuntary, spontaneous, and rapid contra contractions of a small group of muscles, um, <clears throat> you know, and it causes this twitching. It could be a tiny little twitching on the side of the eye or in the biceps muscle, wherever you occur. It's typically harmless and temporary. Um, however, if it's bothersome and it becomes... If it involves, for example, one of the muscles supply in the eye, you get double vision and this jerking vision, and we, and that can be, uh, you know, very problematic. Um, the underlying mechanism is when a single nerve fiber or supplying so-called motor unit fires, so it actually activates a group of nerve fibers, a muscle, and depending on how large those are, um, the size of the jerk uh, or the muscle twitching. Um, is seen. So if it occurs in the biceps where the motor units are much bigger, you get a much bigger jerk. Whereas in the facial muscles, it's usually only about four or five facial nerve uh, muscle fibers that are, are twitching at any one time. Um, but, but believe me, it's not only in the facial muscles that can occur in any muscle group. Okay, And it probably in MS uh, is much more common. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's almost universal in multiple sclerosis, to be honest with you. When you ask patients about Myokymia, they always volunteer it, and it's uh, and it's much more frequent in MS patients, in my experience, than people with other diseases or the general population. <laughs> and I think it's caused by an MS lesion affecting the motor nerves as they leave the brain stem or the spinal cord. So it's probably due to an MS lesion affecting the uh, uh, excitability of that nerve that's fires fire spontaneously. And we can treat this condition by, um, if it's bothersome, by using sodium channel blockers that block the, the nerve fibers. And it's very responsive from my experience to sodium channel blockers. And this the drugs are carbamazepine, Tegretol is the trade name, oxcarbazepine or trileptyl or lamotrigine or lamictal, or uh, they're either sodium channel blockers. 
Um, we don't like using sodium channel blockers because they are quite sedating and they have um, um, side effects, it's particularly in people with more advanced disease. They can make uh, you know MS symptoms a lot worse. Um, anyway, read the the newsletter. I've put up a few videos just showing you an uh, example of the facial myocardia. I've also highlighted the importance of differentiating myocardia from what we call fibrillations. Now, fibrillations is when actually uh, one or two muscle fibers uh, are twitching. This is usually uh, associated with a condition called motor neuron disease or amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. And you usually get these fibrillations occurring not only in the face, but all over the body, tongue, etc. And the reason why I say that is because there is this association between motor neuron disease and MS. I, I've seen uh, five cases of people with MS developing motor neuron disease. Um, and there is some epidemiological evidence suggesting that people with multiple sclerosis are at a higher risk of developing motor neuron disease. So, you know, if you're worried about your uh, muscle twitching or your muscle fibrillations, you should take a, a video because it's often transient. And then when you see a neurologist next time, show them the video to get an opinion about whether or not further investigations are done. Um, and, you know, myokymia often gets worse when you are tired, um, you know, particularly with eye strain, if you're looking at your screens too much. Uh, in my experience with myself, it typically occurs when I've been dehydrated after exercising. It happens also much more commonly when you have caffeine, for example. So there are things you can do to self-manage self your um, myocardia. I just point out also in the in the newsletter that facial involvement is uh, uh, not uncommon in MS. It's actually quite common. Facial myocardia is probably the most common manifestation, but we can also get Bell's palsy or facial facial palsy and that's when the uh, MS lesion in the brainstem that, that involves the facial nerve is much larger and you get the whole face uh, paralyzed and we also get a thing called hemifacial spasm so instead of just uh, causing the facial myocardia it actually causes the whole face or part of the face to spasm and I put up some videos just showing you the uh, showing you examples uh, of that anyway um be aware of, all the, of this, and i just like to ask you as people with multiple sclerosis, you know, how many of you relate to this particular individual, uh, had facial or facial or muscle spasms, misdiagnosed and delayed your diagnosis of MS. In other words, you missed out on starting treatments earlier. Uh, and, uh, and how many of you had facial involvement to see how common it is? I put up a paper from... And I put up two papers, one uh, on the association between MS and amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. This was done in the NHS. And I've also put up a, a paper from a group of patients in Iran where they showed you that facial involvement is quite common. You know, you're talking about a, a roughly one in 20 patients having facial involvement. Anyway, if you found this very helpful, great. Uh, if you've got any comments, ask questions, I will get back to you. And please, if you're not a pain subscriber, think about doing it. Um, I would appreciate uh, your support. Hope you enjoy this.